where would you have the, the courage, the bravery, the insight, the direction, the support to make a decision like that? Investigate the opportunity of being able to sit around and discuss your biggest fears in running your business and take that support and implement it back in your business. That's where you make a difference. The people who sit in their offices hoping that the business will grow will get what they deserve. The people who make a difference by going out and seeking that knowledge, perspectives and insight will not guarantee because there's no guarantees in this world, but will certainly put you on the right track of growth projectural for your business. What is it that I'm actually looking for? Do we really know life? Sure. But let me say intelligence. Emotional intelligence, social intelligence, financial intelligence. So I believe it's important for each and every one of us to understand the rules that govern any arena of your life. You are listening to the Revenge of the Forsaken Gods, a podcast that explores the human experience and seeks to create a blueprint for a living using books, stories, movies, and conversations. And here is your host, Andrew Balongo Opere. Yes, uh, welcome to the podcast. And my name is Andrew Balongo Opere. And this is a special conversation. So especially if you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or executive in your own outfit, this is a must watch or listen. And, uh, you know, just tell me, what would you do if you were the CEO of Uchumi or Nakumat? I felt sick to my stomach when I saw when I just went into the stores of Uchumi and Nakumat and saw the shelves half empty. I never had imagined within my wildest dreams that the supermarkets that I saw growing up would ever, ever go out of business. But on the other hand, I've seen special businesses grow, expand, and continue to be successful. Um, for example, Safaricom, we're seeing how it is growing leaps and bounds in Kenya and beyond. And I'm just wondering, how far will Safaricom go? And I'm just wondering, what is it that these successful CEOs know that others do not? Imagine for a moment that you could be in the boardroom when former CEO Bob Collymore was discussing strategy with his board members. You'd be exposed to the secrets of these successful conversations as they were being discussed and you would watch them being implemented. Imagine what value this would be for you and your business. My guest today will show you how you and your team can experience insights that would indeed impact your business with an interesting promise that he may be able to double and even triple your business. And there's something very special about my guest today. He has a special force about him, like James Bond. He has been on the battlefield and he knows he's experienced enemies and he knows what it means to be brave. So he's been in the UK army for over 15 years. He transitioned into hospitality where he was serving politicians, film and opera stars, and he went all the way to being the CEO and also being an entrepreneur in his own right. He has seen how entrepreneurs spend sleepless nights trying to figure stuff out and just wondering how can they get the stuff that they need to know. And this frustrated him to the point that he decided he was gonna become an executive coach. And he became an executive coach to senior executives to open up 
their perspectives to success. And he's found ways of bringing that knowledge together, not just theory. So without further ado, let me bring this special force of a gentleman who just, he has the heart of a teacher and he wants to make you succeed. Let me introduce to you, Lindsay, Colin, Lindsay, welcome. Good morning, oh, wonderful, wonderful to, to, meet, to meet you all, you all. And thank, thank you very you much for that introduction. That introduction and, uh, uh, I was wondering what you, you were talking, talking about, about when you were introduced to me here, but, uh, but, uh, but thank, you thank, you much, much, thank you very much, thank you very much for that. Wow, it's, wow, it's, it's the, the real deal, deal. and uh, you know, I just I got just excited when I hear what you do, because for a long time, I just heard growing up that leaders are born, they're not made, so I never knew that there was something people could learn in order to be that leader. And how is it that you got into uh, being the, what I would say, the coach towards executives? Yeah, well, that's a great question, Andrew. And I guess to, to understand how I got there, one has to understand the journey of, of how one actually gets to that particular point, I think. And for me, that started very early in my life as a, as a soldier, as you mentioned, rightly, I was part of the, uh, the British forces and very quickly got into the special forces. And leadership is obviously very strong within a military organization. And therefore we are, it, leadership is instilled into us um, very quickly and very strongly. Um, and being able to rely on each other and learn from each other and support each other. And I take the ethos of the, of the military in general, um, and this will be around the world is that the purpose of the military is to help people who are less able to protect themselves. And in many ways, what we do as a, an executive business coach is help people to, to grow and to develop if they can't do that themselves. So we instill the same kind of properties into helping people who are less likely to help themselves to grow their businesses, um, support their, their communities, and obviously the economies and the countries in which they're living. So. When you bring that leadership together, it is about really helping other people to grow, to get the best out of them, to reach a potential that maybe they wouldn't have achieved on their own. And all of those are elements of executive business coaching is, is to bring out the best, bring out the strengths in people to help them to achieve what it is that they wish to achieve in their, in their entrepreneurial life and very often also in their personal life. So it's a long journey. It's a long path that you have to, to, to run to, to get there. Um, but it all is in line with what it is that I, that I do and enjoy. Wow. Wow. And from your experience, what have you noticed are the major mistakes that leaders make in trying to make their outfits run properly? Yeah, it's a great question as well. I never look at it as mistakes, Andrew. Because everything is a learning thing. You know, Edison had 10,000 attempts at getting it right. So it's never a failure and it's not something they're doing wrong. And if you look back at that, you know, you only know what you know and you don't know what you don't know. So therefore, it's never a failure and never a mistake. Uh, but there are certain things, obviously, that entrepreneurs and leaders sometimes forget. Firstly, they forget that it is their responsibility to ensure the growth and the development and the future of the business that they're running. They have a responsibility to the people in who they employ to ensure that they can continue to, to give them stable and sustainable employment. So they've got to think of it, not what 
I, what's in it for me kind of uh, attitude, if you like, I'm going to run a business and I'm going to make a lot of money. I would say that's a mistake uh, because it takes a long time to earn a lot of money as a business owner and, and as, a, as an entrepreneur. So if you focus, I think, on the people that you bring in and focus on the correct direction of your role, then I think that would be the first step in getting it right. As opposed to thinking, well, I'm the best at everything, and therefore I'm going to do everything. And you, you know, that whole adage of people or business owners and leaders are on the shop floor on a day-to-day -day basis, instead of sitting in their office and thinking strategically about the growth and direction of the business in which they run. And as I said before, it's the it's their responsibility to ensure that they do their job and ensure that other people are doing the jobs that they are employed to do. So yeah, think strategically about the growth of the business, Andrew, I think is a mistake. I think a lot of business owners, certainly in the younger part of their journey as an entrepreneur, as a business leader, uh, that they make. Um, as we get more mature and into the business, then we understand we've got to think a little bit more strategically. Uh, but in the early days, I would put that down as number one. Mm. Well, yeah, that's a very powerful, you know, because I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs say, this is my baby. I have to be here. I have to, even though I'm making the decisions at the top, uh, you know, they tend to micromanage uh, their employees, not because they want to micromanage, but, you know, I need to show you how to do this thing in a passionate way or with the seriousness it needs. Sure. I mean, we have one of our workbooks, and I guess we'll get to what we do within the Alpha Group shortly. But one of our workbooks sums it all up, and that is facing up to the brutal facts of your business. You know, and that's a tough thing. You mentioned it being a baby because a business is like a baby. You you conceive it through the idea of doing something and then you see it born and then you see it grow and you nurture it and you, you nurse it and you feed it and you watch it grow into the, the potential that it has. And it's the same as a father. I can say it's exactly the same as bringing up a child. But the, the flip coin on that is, is that you never want to let it go, even though it's long past its sell-by date and viability in a marketplace, because we hang on to it like a baby, like a lifeline in many ways. Um, but sometimes we have to face up to the brutal facts that it is no longer a viable product or service that you're providing. Now, we don't want to do that with any of our members and the people that I work with, for, sh for sure. But we've got to look at the viable options and taking it through that particular stage in the journey of the business. And, and that's tough sometimes for, for business owners and business leaders. And, and, and from, from your experience, what do you notice? Well, we've, we've mentioned, mentioned that mistakes are just things, things that, that you know, people, people do not know yet. yet. From, from your experience of the various, various levels of uh, executive CEOs you've interacted with, what would you say are the qualities of a successful leader that's able to run, run their, their outfit, outfit and lead it to where it needs to go. Sure, and there's a lot of traits, I guess, Andrew, that, that a business owner needs to, to collect over a period of time. But I guess that, and we're in that period at the moment, they've got to be flexible. They've got to be able to adapt and overcome situations that are in front of them. And my gosh, we can just look over the last two years of what has been put in front of business owners around the world now, I don't think anybody in their 2019 business plan put that in there. So that amount of flexibility and being able to adapt to certain situations, to market trends, to the viability of a product in the place, in the workplace. 
but also even to how we manage and deal with the people who we employ. Um, so that adaptability has definitely got to be there. But they also have to be forward thinking. And forward thinking is not what's going to happen tomorrow. It's what's going to happen at the end of the year, what's going to happen at the end of the next three years or five years, so that they're continually looking forward, not back. We can't change the past. We can only influence the future and the learnings that we gain from that. So, and there's many traits, and they've got to be resilient, I guess, in many ways as well. And um, that they, you know, they don't lie down at the first hurdle. You know, it's going to be tough. The business entrepreneurship journey is tough. And you can't sit down and say, this is not for me anymore. I don't want to do it. But I made a wrong choice here. You've got to pick up and you've got to drive forward. And again, I take that from my military days in many ways is that as a paratrooper, uh, when I, you know, I've done 137 combat jumps. Now, I can't remember at any stage of those combat jumps when I was jumping out of an airplane that I decided to, to give up. You know, they say, this is not for me. I don't want to jump out of an airplane anymore. There was no way back. There was no way I can say stop in midair and get me back into that airplane again. And in many ways, entrepreneurship is like that. When you start a business, you can't just say, whoa, it's a little bit tough now and it's not really what I thought it was going to be and I want to give up. So resilience is definitely something that's got to be in their make. There will be bumps in the road without a shadow of a doubt. And it's how you deal with those bumps in the road, how you learn from them, how you learn to glide over them and see them coming in many ways as well. Is, is creates that. I was listening to someone else talk on Friday. I was at a presentation on Friday. And one of the things I learned from there is that you have to have a certain amount of bravery, courage, if you like, in as a business owner, as a business leader. Now, that doesn't mean you make silly, brave choices or that you don't make any. And you've got to try and find that balance in the middle of those two things that we don't make reckless decisions and we don't make any kind of decisions. So at some stage, you've got to be brave in the decisions that you have to make in terms of, of your business. And I find that bravery and courage also has to be part of the makeup of a business owner, um, but not stupid mistakes or stupid decisions, um, which we all tend to. And, you know, I've been guilty of it as well, where you make decisions that probably had I thought about them, had I discussed them, had I reviewed them, investigated them further, might have come up with a better decision. In fact, a common thing that I keep on hearing is there's something that a leader needs to know in order to, to move forward, in order to be resilient, all these qualities that you're naming. And, you know, one of the things that I, I came, I got from you as we're having that discussion is you, you value learning highly. And uh, how is it that you impart this kind of knowledge to the leaders that's not theory-based, but it's actually actionable things that they can do? Sure. Which comes to the content of what we do in the Alpha Group, I guess, in many ways. But before I answer that question, if I may, Andrew, I just want to answer something else there. Sure. Is that when you become a business owner, an entrepreneur, very often you're very good at what you do. Okay, so you decide, but you know, I'm a very good car mechanic, or I'm very good in the manufacturing of something, or some kind of tech job. You're very good at it, and therefore you make that decision that you want to now set up your own business. And the challenges of most startups, 
uh, of a lot of SME businesses is that they have the skill set to do what they do well, but they lack the leadership development, focusing, building strategies and the business side of what they what's involved in actually running a business. And very often I find that when I speak to them, they've had no formal training in leadership. They've had no formal uh, training in entrepreneurship or business ownership and all of the, the hurdles that we have in running a business. It isn't about just being good at what you do. It's about being good at running a business. And there's, there's two different areas there. Now, what we do within the Alpha Group has nothing to do with making them better at what they do. Now, I can't make a dentist a better dentist, but I can help the dentist run a very profitable and growing business. And that's where we focus on within the Alpha Group is to help them to think strategically in the way that the business is run. Yeah. So, and the way we do that is through, I guess, to start with, through that collective knowledge that is created within our Alpha Group boards. I don't know any other place where you can go and sit for six hours with 19 other business owners discussing your challenges where they're they're unbiased there's no there's there's no benefit for them to do that and they're non-competitive so you can open up your heart very clearly and and get some real-time real experience knowledge support guidance and help with the decisions that you have to make i don't know anywhere else that you can do that in terms of peer-to-peer groups and there's a few of us around um so actually my word of advice to business owners if they're starting their journey as an entrepreneur is to be part of a peer-to-peer group where you can go and you get that support and that knowledge in a non-judgmental, non-biased way and everybody's pretty much in the same boat. So the way that we do it, of course, is that we spend six and a half hours with our members on a monthly basis and we work through some of those strategies. And we, we have 59 strategies that we work with them from finance, from leadership, from personnel, from marketing, uh, building strategies, implementation of plans, facing up to the brutal facts of your business. And we take them through that journey over a period of time. And, and as you alluded to at the beginning of the conversation, our goal is to help them to double the value of the business that they run. Not the profit, not the sales, although there's always a strong impact on things like uh, growth um, of annual sales and the profitability in terms of the margins that they're achieving. And that comes hand in hand. And we look typically at um, around about 20% uh, year on year growth in those kind of areas. But it is about learning the right strategies to put into place. And I guess the big part of what we do in the Alpha Group is holding people accountable. You mentioned also about wanting to to train, to, to share my learning. Well, actually, I think it's a waste of time. It's a lot of waste of time if you do not implement the training and the knowledge that you're receiving. If you go on a training course and you get this wonderful manual and you you learn a few things and then you go back to your business and do nothing with it, well, I look at that as pretty much a waste of time and why did you actually bother if you're not going to do something with it? And the big part of what we do in the Alpha Group is ensuring that we hold people accountable, our members accountable for implementing the things that they want to do. And we do that very strongly. Um, and that's what makes the difference, is actually doing something with the knowledge that you've, you've, um, you've gathered in our, in our boardroom meetings. So yes, there's a lot of learning. Yes, there's a lot of soul seeking in many ways as well, Andrew. And, uh, but it's that strong accountability 
that helps us to drive those businesses forward. Help them, I guess, in this particular period of time that we're in, help them to gain focus, to rebuild that vision, to get back that passion that they had right at the start of when they started the business. And all of those elements come together in, in, our, board, uh, in our boardroom meetings. Wow, that's so that's so groundbreaking. This is this is new. You know, I've not really heard of anything like this. And I'm just remembering like uh, the example you gave of uh, when you're about to jump from uh, from the plane. You know, I bet you're scared. The wind is blowing in your, in your face. You're looking at the depth. You're starting to sweat. And I bet your teammates are there saying, "Come on, you know, jump. Let's go. Let's go." And I think maybe that's what's missing in entrepreneurship, having that group of people uh, uh, acknowledging where you're, you're scared to jump, so to say, and, and just being there for you as you even try to uh, uh, get to where you'd like to go. Uh, yeah, totally. And, and the analogies can go on from there about you know, you're stepping into the unknown, but you're not on your own. And you have teammates around you, you have that support, you have more experienced people lending that experience and support to you. You have younger people coming through the journey who you also can then share your knowledge, your experience, your training um, about it as well. And, you know, stepping off that platform into the unknown is what I allude to very often is what entrepreneurs do when they start their business. It is unknown. They don't know what's going to happen. And the only thing they can rely on is their training, their knowledge, the experience that they've gathered over the years and hope it goes right. But as I say, in the Alpha Group, there's 19 other people who have been in the same place as you, are in the same place as you, and who share that knowledge and proverbial arm around the shoulder, if you like, when you need somewhere to go and just vent sometimes and just open up. Because uh, where can you do that? You can't do it with your leadership team and show that weakness or that flaw in your personality. You can't go to your shareholders because they'll think, well, maybe this person isn't the right person either. Your family and friends are lovely people and they will put that arm around your shoulder. But will they be able to give you any hardened advice and guidance in what is it stopping you from driving the business forward? So where else do you go except to a peer-to-peer group where people are in the same boat, who've experienced what you're experiencing at that particular time? They're non-judgmental. They've got no uh, interest in, um, in, in giving you advice or not giving you advice. Um, you're not in the competing industry sector. So I don't know anywhere else. And if anything ever came out of the conversations I have with entrepreneurs and business owners is avail yourself of that knowledge and that ability to go and share, to go and open up. Is that old saying, I guess, Andrew, is that you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. And my gosh, I see it in our boardrooms all the time where people have allowed that passion to come out of them, allowed that that one thing that stops them sleeping at night and, and anybody's listening to this podcast who, who runs a business will know what I mean about those three o'clock in the morning sweats when you wake up and you can't get back to sleep because that thing is just bouncing around on your head. And that decision that you have to make in the morning um, based on only what you have inside of you. And I don't mean the small decisions, you know, if you're going to change the paper supplier or your stationary supplier, it's about the big decisions is where we work on and help people to overcome. And, um, and sometimes you can't see the solution that is actually in front of you. Um, and if you, if you allow me, then I can actually give you an example. Yes, please. Something that happened. 
um, with one of my members, uh, not recently, I think it was in 2019. Now, he was running a reasonably successful business, um, selling solar paneling, also based here in the UK. And he wanted to grow by acquisition. So he wanted to, to buy out one of the competitors. So he researched the market, found a competitor who was up for sale. And at the time, he was running a three million pound operation. And this company he was looking at were looking to sell for around about three and a half million pounds. Okay, so a huge investment, big decision to have to make. You know, do I actually buy the competitor, and why do I want to buy the competitor, and what am I going to benefit from from buying out a competitor? Anyway, before he made the decision to buy and write the check, which is where he was almost up to, he brought it back to his board, and he explained to the board his thoughts, his trail, his relevance and what he's done in terms of uh, due diligence, et cetera, et cetera. And it turned, and, and he asked for the, the advice he looked for from his board was, should I buy or should I not buy? Because we ask very straightforward questions in the alpha group. Yeah, there's no sidelines. There's maybe I should or shouldn't. It's should I buy or should I not buy? And everyone in the room said, you are crazy. Do not buy. That is a wrong decision. And he was quite surprised and taken back because he thought it was the right decision that he was just about to make. And it turned out that the business he was buying had a, a product that was not as good as the product that he currently had. They had a manufacturing plant, which he didn't need because he had his own manufacturing plant. He had the maintenance teams and installation teams, which it would seem were far better and more trained than the ones he would be taking over. And Therefore, it turned out that everything that he was buying was of no use to him. Because it turned out in the conversation, what he actually wanted was the database of clients that that company had. We often say that the value is in your client list. And there was a lot of value in, in that for him. So his fellow board members said to him, do not buy the business, buy the database. So put in an offer for the database of customers. And he did. And it cost him, I think I remember rightly, around about £400,000 to buy that list because there's a lot of value in that. But what he achieved was saving $3.1 that he didn't need to spend. Yeah. And that's the kind, and he couldn't see that before taking it to his board. He was so emotionally involved in buying the business and seeing his business value go to, to you know, whatever, seven million. He couldn't see the clarity of the decision that he was going to make. And his board, they're not involved in it. They don't have any investment in it. They just said, you're crazy. Don't buy it, just buy the database. That's what you want. Why buy anything else? Everything else is dead wood. So, and we have hundreds and hundreds of examples of these decisions that our business owners sometimes are in a, put into a position to make without investigating them fully. And, and that's what the board did to him. So saved him 3.1 million. I think he got the beers in that evening. Oh, definitely. Uh, it seems there's huge benefit towards uh, just having different perspectives uh, uh, that you have access to. Um, yeah. Maybe would you mind just sharing what are some of the concerns that uh, maybe some people might have about joining such a group? Maybe, you know, this peer-to-peer -peer groups is a new thing. You know, we've really not heard it. Uh, I only hear it maybe with, you know, the top CEOs of uh, top companies, you know, having board members. 
Yeah. I mean, there's, there's many reasons of being part of a fair, fair board. And, and unfortunately, not enough people avail themselves of that, that power, if you like, and the, the knowledge that comes from that uh, collectiveness of experienced business owners. The way I sometimes look at it, Andrew, is that a business owner who's been in business for five years is as good as any business consultant that is in the marketplace. Because they've been there, they've done it, they've got the scars, they've learned, and they are now implementing the, the successes that they should have. But, I mean, there's only ever two reasons that people decide not to join either our PSP award or another one, and that is their, their fear of the investment that they have to make and the fear that they don't have enough time to invest in being part of the board. And let me answer both of those first before we, we move on to what they would actually gain from being part of us. It's it, you know, often they say, oh, that sounds expensive or it's too much to invest um, as, a, as a member of one of our boards. And if I may, a membership for, a, for our board costs three and a half thousand pounds a year, around about 300 pounds per month. Now, if you're not looking or can't or not in the position to invest that kind of money in the growth of your business, I don't know what else you should be doing, to be honest. So... We mentioned earlier that our goal is to help uh, all of our business owners to double the value of their business over two to three years. So if you're looking at the investment of maybe maximum of £12,000 and we double the value of your business, which, by the way, we've never failed to do, that seems like a good return on investment to me. The second one was time. And very often when I speak to business owners about becoming members, they say, oh, I don't have the time going. It sounds great and wonderful. But I'm so busy in my work that I don't have time to take a day out to focus on the growth. Well, there's the answer. I don't have time to focus on growth. Oh, my gosh. What business leader does not want to focus on growth? What business owner is making that huge mistake of being down on the shop floor in the logistics of running the business, as opposed to stepping back and thinking strategically about the growth of the business, which I mentioned earlier is one of the, the, the most important things as a business owner to do, to plan the next stage, to plan the, how the business is going to grow, to prepare the business for growth, if that's what they want. So time and money, it, it just makes no sense to, to be honest, why people wouldn't want to do that. The biggest reason I find that their people don't join is that they've never heard of peer-to-peer of -peer groups. So again, suggestion is that you investigate the power behind the peer. And uh, you'll find that every successful business out there has probably availed themselves of a peer-to-peer -peer organization of some sort. It just makes sense, to be honest. It, it, you know, and it, obviously, the flip coin of that is it doesn't make sense not to even go and have a look at it. You know, it might not be for you, it might not be for everybody. But go and have a look at it and then make an educational choice that it's not for you or your business. So people often say to me, well, what is what do we get out of being part of a, an alpha board? Yeah. And I may share some of those reasons why people successfully are part of us. By the way, we started nine years ago with the alpha group. And we started with a good number of boards in the UK first, just to beta test it and make sure it's fit for purpose. And we tweaked it and et cetera, et cetera. And of the entrepreneurs and business leaders that joined us nine years ago, 85% of them are still with us today. Wow. 
Now, I'm pretty sure that's not because of my charming personality, <laughs> but because they are still getting value from sitting around the boardroom table with people who have potentially have now become their friends, their active advisors in the decisions that they make in the growth of their business. Yeah. So there's longevity on the, almost to the extent that I mean this very politely, we can't get rid of some of them. And you now we've had people who have joined us at 20 million uh, revenue per annum um, who are now looking and selling their business for 160 million, um, which they credit a lot of that is for what they've gained around our boardroom tables. So if you need any evidence that this works, I guess there it is. Anyway, let me share a few reasons why people do join us, Andrew, because yeah. I think it's very important. You know, as I mentioned before, where can you go to get advice from a team of qualified, like-minded individuals and ensuring that your business has a variety of options and perspectives and is not totally re reliant on just one person, the boss? Yeah. Where would you go to have an opportunity and a chance to brainstorm the strategies that have potential to increase the turnover of your business? Yeah, where you get the, an afternoon or a day to focus on strategy, topics of key business growth, rather than that day-to-day -day grind and sleeves rolled up down on the factory floor, putting out fires. It's not what we do. And you know, having that security of knowing that when an organization meets those challenges, and we all do, and we all will, that they are not focused alone. They are not faced alone. Yet you have people to discuss it with, to look at alternative options, look at the way that other people have dealt with the problems and the challenges. And then have that confidence that your organization is well run and belief that decisions have been fully investigated. And I gave you an example of that, um, how just by discussing a decision you're about, just about to make gives you the better options or gives you at least choice of options to make. Getting new motivation, you know, leading to increased performance and, and, and optimism in the way that you run your business and ensure that you fulfill your full potential. Very often as a business owner, we get dragged down and it's tough some days. And being able to keep yourself motivated and inspiring for your people who you employ is tough. So where does the leader go to get motivated? Where does the leader go to get inspiration? Yeah. And ideas that help you crystallize that personal vision. Because it's okay having that vision. My gosh, you, you, you need help to crystallize it, to make it real to create that roadmap and to actually put it into place. Yeah, and achieve appropriate financial rewards and feedback. My gosh, wouldn't it be good that at the end of every month, there's some money for you as well? Yeah, after you've paid all the bills, you've paid all your salary and everybody else that takes a share of it, wouldn't it be good to have a little bit left for you and your family? Yeah, that's true. And on maybe the final one there, you know, shared experience and knowledge leading to uh, a broader perspective and increased network of other business owners. Yeah, it's, it's just incredible, Andrew. And finally, if I may say, so it gives you that personal satisfaction and pride of being a member of a high achieving and inspirational group of people along the chance to make trusted new friends. So yeah, there's a lot of reasons why you would want to sit around an alpha group board table, I have to 
Admit, Andrew, and I, I'll stop there because there's so many that my members have, have shared with me over the years. Wow, that's true. Uh, thank you very much for sharing, Colin. And I'm just wondering, is this uh, uh, for men only? Is this specific kind of CEO only, specific kind of industry only, who this opportunity is for? Great question. Thank you for putting that in there. Firstly, it's open to every industry sector, okay? Because every business that's out there will suffer from challenges. That's the whole nature of the business and what we, we decide to, to do. So it is non-generic in terms of industry sector, whether it be service or manufacturing or production, uh, high tech, they all have challenges of running businesses. And no, it's not just for men only. Oh my gosh, I would say our membership currently is stronger with, uh, with female entrepreneurship than it is with, with the guys. Um, we actually drive very much the female entrepreneurship um, we have female-only boards, yeah, because apparently they don't want to sit around the table with us testosterone-filled gentlemen. And they requested, why can't we have our own female-only boards? And, and that's a big drive for us at the moment. There's a lot, a lot of interest in that. I think the boards could run well because I can't attend. <laughs> yeah, they won't allow even me to come and attend their boardroom meetings. So I have to presume that they're running well. Um, and I know my, my fantastic female uh, regional directors are running them um, incredible. Um, what was the third, third part of that, Andrew? There was another part. Um, yes, the, the, the kind of people who this uh, opportunity is for. So you just been, you mentioned yeah. that it's not industry specific. Um, it's for uh, both men and for women. So I think you've covered uh, all, all the yeah, parts well. of the question. There was one thing I would want to add into that, Andrew, on May. Sure. Is that when you start a business, you start with that enthusiasm, that that drive, that passion about making it want to work. And as and so you start way, way up here. And as the months and the years go by, you find out that it's very tough and it starts to, to go downhill. And you lose that momentum, you lose that motivation because it is tough. And you're doing 12, 14 hour days and getting almost no return in terms of that. So what we look for in our members is also certain traits. And that is firstly being open-minded to change because we're going to ask you to change. We're going to ask you to put in some strategies or test the strategies that you currently have in place. And we all know that change is painful and it's not for everybody. They don't want to step into that arena where they're going to be asked to do stuff that they haven't done in the past. But if you want to change the business, if you want it to look differently tomorrow than it did yesterday, you've got to do something different. And that's what we will ask our members. Yeah? We are also looking for people who are willing to give and share their knowledge and experience, who are there to help other people around the table. Yeah? Now, I'm a firm believer that most people believe in you know, what's in it for me. Yeah? And I get that, I understand that. They've made the investment, they're making the, the effort and what's in it for me. But they also have to have that mindset of how can I help others achieve incredible results? Because if everybody who sits around the table thinks that way, the energy and the power that is created behind, around one of our boards is phenomenal. Yeah? You're getting all this stuff coming at you and you're giving all that stuff to other people who, who are struggling in certain areas. So open-minded to change. 
yeah, but a, a mindset of growth as well. Because if you ask any business owner, Andrew, I can tell you they all say, I want to grow. Yeah. But you can't sit back in your office with your arms folded and hope it's going to grow. <laughs> yeah? That's what we call hope marketing. And I can assure you, it does not work. Yeah. Just by default, my business is going to grow. So we need people who are enthusiastic about growth and are willing to do almost anything to achieve it, who are not going to give up halfway through the journey. And people who are open-minded to change. We can help those people. Sorry, we do help those people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm excited to hear because, yes, those are traits that, I think those are traits that cut across the board if you want to learn any new thing to change your life. And I think what's exciting is the professionals that you have in the board. But on top of that, you have coaches available. So, you know, you're getting... Uh, unbiased information where they can help you uncover blind spots that you may have. So mm-hmm. there's there's the peers who share and then there's obviously you or the regional director who's, who's in a, co- a coaching capacity that can even exponentially help you see yourself more. Yeah, so yeah, sure. so that's very humbling. And uh, yeah, would you mind just sharing one more story uh, of, of uh, an entrepreneur that you've guided and helped uh, to transform their business? Sure. And, and we have many entrepreneurs, obviously, that help them. And actually, we have a product that I'm guessing probably most of you have used that belongs to one of our Alpha board members. Okay, And I, and I know travel is not easy at the moment, but the next time you get on an aeroplane, I'd like you to turn the seat buckle over, the metal seat buckle over. And on the back of that, there'll be a brand, and that brand will be called AmSafe. Okay? Guaranteed, and I've traveled all over the world in the last nine years helping entrepreneurs in 33 countries. And I've not yet flown on an airplane where I haven't managed to see that brand. And you can imagine I look now every time I get on an airplane. Yep, there it is again. So it doesn't matter which airline it is. And he joined us nine years ago. He's one of our longstanding members who's uh, now an ambassador for the Alpha Group as well. And he started with us with a, with a small firm. Um, who were making these buckles and harnesses for cargo holds, et cetera, et cetera. And, and at that stage, he was doing about 20 million. Yeah, 20 million, reasonably sized business, but had a lot of potential. And, and he worked with us for those nine years. And he's now sold his company for 180 million to an American firm who are looking to, to take it on. Um, so th- that growth that he had experienced definitely came from being part of the Alpha Board. But a specific story, here's one for you, Andrew, that I just dragged out of the archives. This happened about three or four years ago now. Uh, Again, one of our longstanding members, been with us a while. Um, But he had a product. And a product was an in-car entertainment system. Okay? Now, it's called NAIM, N-A-I-M. And at that time, it was being put into Volkswagen, Renault, sort of the the middle-range car market. Yeah, um, in-car entertainment, as we call it. And he came to his board, probably about four years ago now, and he said, I'm challenged. You know, we've got a good business and we're putting it into mid- mid-range cars, but I want to break into the luxury car market, the upper echelons of the car market, like Lamborghinis, like Maseratis, like the Porsches of the world. So I want to break into that market. What do I need to do to do that? And again, we put this question to the board. What do I need to do? 
And after investigating and we explored that, we questioned him almost like an interrogation almost. And to get that information of what he's doing, how he's doing it, what is this product, why is it relevant, why does he want to do this, what motivates him to do this. And at the end of that particular mastermind session, again, pretty much everybody said, there's only one solution for you to do. He said, what is it? Tell me. He said, double the price of your product. Double the price of your product. Now, we had a good product. And if you know Bang & Olufsen, that, that brand was probably as good as that, maybe not in design, but in certainly in sound quality, um, it was good. And he, obviously, that's a decision, big decision, to double the price of your product. And before I tell you the outcome, I want to check, where would you have the, the courage, the bravery, the insight, the direction, the support to make a decision like that? Uh, just to go difficult. back to your base and change your marketing, your price list, and just double it. That's a decision, isn't it? That is. Yeah. But let me tell you, he did go and do that. He took the advice of his board and the support from his board, and there was a lot of other conversations that, that followed on from there. And he now sells into all of the top brands of cars in the UK. Two years ago, I know he, he branched out into the US luxury car market and is making huge road inroads into them as well. But as I said, where would he have the courage alone to make that kind of decision? But his board gave him that courage. Yeah. So yeah, endless. I can stay on the podcast all evening with you and play stories of wonderment. And uh, and some of the breakthroughs are small, of course, and yes. you're just making other decisions. Someone once asked me, uh, my challenge was, um, how do I get rid of one of my fellow directors? He was a sales director. How do I get rid of my sales director? Because he's not effective in the business anymore. Now, I would say that's a very easy process to follow. Yeah. But here was the challenge. But he's married to my sister. Yeah. That makes it a little bit more complicated, would you not say? True. Yeah. So he had to manage through that emotional, not only the, the economic decision that he has to make, if someone's not performing, you get rid of them eventually. Um, but also what would be <laughs> the, the comeback from his sister. Um, uh, so he had to deal with the emotion that that decision would, would um, create as well. So, so yeah, so it's not all plain sailing. So uh, how did that uh, end up? Yeah, I, I can't share that with you because it went into personal. <laughs> Again, one of the things that we're very careful about in the Alpha Group is that confidentiality as well. So business decisions, I can share, that, and they've given me permission to share those, those ideas and, and, and breakthroughs. Uh, some of them we don't want to share, Andrew, um, but they're still happily married. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll check that in. They're still happily married. But uh, kid gloves, you know, sometimes you've just got to deal with things slightly different than big business decisions. Wow, and that's uh, that's great that there's confidentiality, so that whatever you discuss is not going to be shared outside of the group. Big part of what we do, and that's why we allow people to open up. That's why people will open up because we need them to. If you know, members very often start with us, and they've got small problems, and we give them the solutions to those. But what happens after four or five, six months? They go, "Wow, this is a great place. This is a confidential environment." 
where I can actually share emotionally, and we do have people breaking down into tears on, in a good way because they've been able to release that emotional problem that they have that's been stopping them sleeping at night, as I mentioned, um, and being able just to release and share it with actually a room full of people who are listening. Yeah, not just paying lip service to it, but they're seriously listening to what's going on in that gentleman's businesses and ladies' businesses. So it's a huge emotional release that they can just let it out there and people are seriously interested in helping them overcome it. So yeah, that does happen. Mm, wow, wow. And uh, something that I normally like uh, asking my guests uh, before we uh, we wrap up the podcast is, uh, you know, who have been your influences uh, in your career that have helped you be the person that you are? And especially we yeah. can focus in, you know, you, you, you've been in... In the, in the army, you've been in hospitality, you've been an entrepreneur. What do those, who has influenced you in, in each of those? Yeah, I mean, I can mention names, but they won't mean anything to, to anybody. So I guess no point in naming names. But you know, during my military career, we are faced with a lot of challenges, as you can imagine, and some things that we see that we can't unsee. And therefore, we take strength from, from our leadership and from the people around us. And that, that motivation, that inspiration comes from the collectiveness and that brotherhood, and I use that word um, strongly, that is created within those kind of situations and environments. The way that we lead on each other, the way that we rely on each other, the way that we trust each other, not with a business decision, but with our lives in, in, in many ways. So, so I have leaders and I've, I've had several military leaders who have inspired me to, to grow to develop, to, to do things that I probably never would have thought about doing. Um, and not only in my entrepreneur or in my military part of my army life, but also in sports achievements as well. Um, you know, I've, I've played an incredible amount of rugby in, in my life. Wow. And that was given to me by, by the military. Um, I've become a top, top skier, downhill skier, given to me by, by the military. Um, and you know, I come from a history of military people as well. So, you know, my father, I guess, was very inspirational to me. Uh, I think my mother said I was always going to be a soldier from the age of five. <laughs> and and I, I, I fulfilled that prophecy or desire to, to become that, that person. But then I, and I had that decision after 15 years, as I mentioned, that, you know, I had to, I was going to leave. I made the decision I was going to leave. I think I'd done my time, I'd given enough to the service of my country, and I decided that it was time to, to move on. And with my background, typically security services of some sort would spring to mind, and I didn't want to do that. I decided that there was something else inside of me that wanted to come out. And I always look at my life, Andrew, as a book with many chapters in it. Yeah, And I needed to create another chapter, which wasn't an ongoing from the previous chapter, and I decided that, you know, becoming a chef um, and then becoming a restaurant owner and then becoming the CEO of the five top hotels in Copenhagen, um, which was the pinnacle of my hospitality career, um, was driven. And people believed in me. And I was a foreigner in a foreign country. And people believed in, I guess, the desire, the passion that I bring to the table on anything that I do. So, so that helped. And then um, coming an entrepreneur and a business owner myself. And I guess that started, I had my own restaurant in Copenhagen as well. 
and um, enjoyed that experience very much. But I guess had I had an alpha group to support me, it might have gone a little bit better because things don't always go to plan. And that was one of the things that didn't go so well to plan because I was a great chef and I was a great communicator, but I wasn't a great entrepreneur at that stage. And had I had something like the alpha group to support and guide me through that process of becoming an employed person to an entrepreneur, who knows, maybe the outcome would have been different. But uh, yeah, and then become an executive coach as well. And I decided I was going to be the best executive coach I could possibly be and therefore the best learning. And I have a master's de degree in executive business coaching, over a thousand hours of executive one-to-one -one coaching as well. So if anybody is looking for some coaching, obviously I'm happy to sit down and have a coffee and explore that opportunity. Um, but I guess it's just there's so many people. I, I have a, a mentor now, a gentleman called Christopher Bayless, um, who I've known for 10 years. And he calls me every Monday and I have my Monday morning call with him. And it is, what's gone well? What went well last week? What didn't go so well? And what the hell are you going to do about it? And he pushes me to make decisions and thoughts and design my thinking, if you like, in, in what I do. Because I, I, I want to be the best of what I can do. And at the moment, it's been able to be in a position to help as many entrepreneurs and business owners as I can. And we have a goal. We want to help and influence 1 million business owners around the world um, before we hang up our boots. And um, we're, we're forcing our way through that. And, and if I may just, again, look at the way I get inspired by, by things that are going on in the world and the influence that we are having on the people in, with whom we touch. And one often thinks that the most important people that we influence within the alpha group is the people who sit around the boardroom table. Well, that's wrong. That's only our starting point because we have to influence the leaders first. But that is with an idea that they then take that learning and that, that inspiration and, 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 and motivation and take it down into their leadership team and help the leadership team to become better at what they do, because then they will support the employees of the business as well and help and, stunt the, and, and, and influence the growth of that business. And as businesses grow, they employ more people. As businesses grow, they become more profitable and therefore they can pay their people more. And their people, they take that money home to create a better life, them and their families and ensure great education for their children, ensuring a good, comfortable lifestyle for their children and family and friends. And they spend that money in their local communities with you know, the fabulous corner shops, the small stalls, who don't have that opportunity to be a part of an alpha group and help them to grow. But they spend that money on there. And I often relate to it as, you, know, you can imagine a still pond and you throw the pebble into the pond and you watch those ripples travel out. And that's what happens within the Alpha Group. It's not only the members who sit around our table, it's the other people that, that are influenced and affected by what we do around the boardroom table. We make better leaders, they will make better businesses, and they will impact their communities. And that's what we look at. And that's what motivates me. It's what makes me get out of bed in the morning and, and do what I do. And, Long may that continue, I have to say, Andrew. Wow, that's that's very powerful. Impacting the leader to impact the business, to impact the community. I've rarely heard of that kind of thinking, you know, in any of the 
materials that try to help uh, you know businesses that have come across. And uh, I just wanted to confirm. Now you said that uh, uh, this outfit is based in the UK and you help uh, multiple countries. Is Kenya included in that list? Sure is. We have five fantastic regional directors who are building boards in Nairobi um, at the moment. So absolutely, you can either obviously connect with Andrew or connect with me direct. I'm sure Andrew would share my, my email as well. And you could get involved in being part of uh, one of the, the Nairobi boards. And I'm pretty sure that they would welcome you with open arms. Often I say, if you don't know what it is that we do, then find out what we do. Yeah. And then if it fits with the way that you think, it fits with the way that you want to grow your business, then get involved. And we do allow people to come along once and have a look at what we do before they have to make that decision. But yeah, come along and have a look at it. Awesome. Awesome. And before we uh, we get to the point where we can share the information where they can find you so they can get that in that information, I normally like to ask all my guests, uh, which three books have uh, influenced your life and you say that is recommended reading, which three movies or series are you watching that, uh, you know, impacted your life? It can be either in the past or current and which three songs or three artists that you just recommend? Yeah, it's a lot of questions here. Here's the first book that I, that I read many, many years ago and, and I've read it many times. It is what we call a well-thumbed book. Yeah, and if I just feel a little bit down and I haven't got anybody to speak to, I pick up this because what Napoleon Hill put in this started my entrepreneurial career. Yeah, it is inspirational, it is directional, but it is about getting off your backside and doing something. He doesn't pull any any punches here as well. So strongly recommended if you are in an entrepreneurial life and you haven't yet read this, get a hold of it. Yeah. And read it. It's not a novel. You don't read it all the way through. And, but there are so many things in here that will inspire you to, to greatness. Yeah. There's one I'm, I'm currently reading. So this is the book I'm currently reading, which is uh, Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Wise. Yeah. I don't know if you've read it. I don't know if you've seen this book. It's very inspirational. It gets you to think in a different way. Very interesting um, book. So this is what I'm currently going through recommended by my girlfriend um, so many lives many masters uh, introduced to my girlfriend who you know there's that spiritual connection about looking at who you are from a different perspective and from that internal power that drives us which uh, inspires me a lot so that's what i'm currently reading mm-hmm. and another thing is ceo test yeah it's a fantastic book by adam um, barrent and, and kevin Scherer which again gets you to think as a successful CEO and see what your role involves in when you become a CEO. Highly recommended. Again, it's an exercise book. You pick it up, you read it, you implement, you think about it, you reflect, and then you take from it what you think you need. So, so definitely. Wow, wow. Films. My gosh, there's so many great films. Um, one of my best films, and I'm not saying this just because you're from Kenya, there was a film about <laughs> Um, that was called Out of Africa. Yeah, Meryl Streep and Robert Redford mm. um, were the actors in it. And I have a Danish connection. I lived in Denmark for 15 years. And the person that Meryl Streep um, played was a Danish inspirational lady. And 
I love the film. I love the scenery. Um, I love the way that they they interacted and the power behind that time that was happening in Mombasa. I think more so than than, than in Nairobi. Um, but it was a great film. The music that goes with it is is wonderful. And you know, as an, an entrepreneur, as a business leader, as a people, a person who motivates other people in many ways. I need to get motivated as well. And that's one of the films I turn to when I just say, I just need to give myself something here, an injection of something. And that's one of my go-to, go-to films. Love it. And my regional directors in Kenya, by the way, have promised me a safari when I come down to, to, uh, to visit them, which will hopefully will be next year. Awesome. Yeah, so what other films? I like to laugh and I like to laugh that it hurts me until I can hardly breathe. And, and there's a film there that's been around now for quite a while, but it's called Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> yeah. My gosh, every time I've watched it 50 times, I don't know. I know every word of it. I can cite script, but it still makes me laugh so much and enjoy what I do. Because sometimes you've got to turn that head off. Yeah. And again, as business leaders, we are at work all the time. And finding something that you can lean on that totally makes you forget what's going on good or bad in the world in your business in entrepreneurship then find it and lean on that as a crutch and and i sit and watch it with my 10 year old son james and we laugh until it hurts in fact we have to pause it sometimes just so we can gather breath yeah and you mentioned a series something we're currently watching at the moment which is called chicago fire mm. yeah it's on uh, Netflix. Um, we're halfway through it. There's a lot of series of it. So we, we watch it every now and then. And it is about the lives of firemen and the emotions that happen within a firehouse and the emotions of injury that happen to good people out there and how they overcome, unfortunately, bad things that happen in the world and how they deal with those emotions. And, and that inspires me as well, looking at these very, very brave people now, who the hell wants to run into a house that's blazing away? Well, I'll tell you who does that. Brave people yeah, who care about what happens to other people, yeah, about how they can influence the outcome of probably one of the worst situations they're going to be faced with. But they don't bat an eyelid. They go in there and they do the best that they can with the situation that they're faced with. And for me, firefighters, some of the bravest people in the world. So they inspire me as well. Yeah. So it's a combination of those great things, the emotion of being out of Africa and the funny elements of four weddings and a funeral, but also that inspiration behind very, very brave people. So, so yeah. In terms of music, well, I'm a country music fan. So, wow. you know, I listen all the time to country music. Um, I wouldn't say I have a great favorite that I always have. I have great songs that I like to, to listen to. Um, and they can come from a, a rock country singer or a very old style country Western type music. And I take a lot of joy and pleasure out of listening to, to, to those songs of what hardships they've gone through and how they've overcome that as well. So that's probably my go-to music list without a doubt, Andrew. Don't tell anybody. It's a secret. <laughs> I'll let that one out of the bag. Yeah. Very often, you know, tough paratrooper, rugby player type people don't listen to emotional country music. That's right. Uh, so, 
but you know what? We all have emotions and we have to let those out as well. So, And any recommended songs? I know they have a wealth of songs. The, the, the songwriting always gets me. Yeah. Um, nothing that springs to mind, you put me on the spot with that one there, but there's so, so many great country songs that would be wrong. Brett Young is, is fantastic. Um, so it's one of my sons, I'm influencing him a little bit with country music. And Brett Young is his favorite artist at the moment. So by all means, and there's some great, great songs in there as well to listen to. So yeah, have a spin on that one. Wow. Wow. That was, uh, that was so fascinating. And uh, before we, uh, we sign off, is there any, uh, what's your parting shot, you know, that you wish, uh, I'll leave it general. What's your parting shot that you wish to leave, you know, maybe to yourself when you started out being an entrepreneur, maybe to your son, or maybe just to anyone out there, you know, trying to figure things out or get to the next level in life? Yeah. Take a risk, but make sure that it is a qualified risk. Yeah. Um, stepping off the, the, the platform in an airplane, you don't do that unless you've had the right training, the right support, the right guidance, the right education, um, and the right equipment. Yeah. I wouldn't want to jump off any plane and I don't have a parachute on my back. But also you have to trust in the people around you. Yeah. Somebody packed my, my, my parachute every time. Yeah. Do I have an incredible amount of trust in that person to do their job well? Absolutely. Yeah. And as a parting shot, if I was to, to share anything with our entrepreneurs and business leaders out there, peer-to-peer -peer exchange, peer-to-peer -peer groups, what the Alpha Group is all about, is an incredible tool for CEOs and business owners to, 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 to take up. And I often say to people, if not us, the Alpha Group, then please, please, I implore you to go and join a peer-to-peer -peer group of some sort. The power, the support, the guidance, the influence, the inspiration you get from sitting around a table with other entrepreneurs and business leaders is second to none. So if not us, and that's okay, I don't mind. We only want a million members, not everybody in the world. But please investigate the power of your peers. Investigate the opportunity of being able to sit around and discuss your biggest fears in running your business. And take that support and implement it back in your business. Yeah, that's where you make a difference. The people who sit in their offices hoping that the business will grow will get what they deserve. You people who make a difference yeah, by going out and seeking that knowledge, perspectives, and insight will not guarantee, because there's no guarantees in this world, but will certainly put you on the right track of growth projectural for your business. Please look into it. I'm happy to talk to anyone. If you pick up my email address and send me an email, I'm happy to have a conversation with you about potentially joining one of our groups. Definitely, yes. Please share your email address and also where people can find out more information about the Alpha Group. Sure. Well, if you have a look on the Alpha Group website, you'll be able to find me on the back page of there. My email address, contact details are all there. And that's the-alpha-group.biz, B-I-Z. That's the-alpha-group.biz. And you'll find my lovely picture on the back page of there. Feel free, if you just want to grab a coffee with me, 
I'm always up for that as well. So listen, entrepreneur life is exciting, but it comes with fraughtness and challenges. And it's the way that you deal with those which will make you stand out from your competitors because we all have them. Wow, thank you very much. And I'll definitely add all that information in the show notes so that if anyone uh, forgot, they'll still be able to uh, reach out to you. And uh, please, if you have enjoyed uh, any part of this, anything that Colin has shared that has impacted your life or just an aha moment went off in your mind, uh, please do share with them, uh, with him or share with me in the comment section below. Or just email to him and just say, by the way, Colin, I appreciate this tidbit here. Thank you very much. It's been an honor uh, having a real-life uh, James Bond coming to treat uh, teachers about entrepreneurship. And uh, in fact, I have to give you a challenge that when you come to Kenya, we'll have to taste your, your cuisine. Fantastic. I'll do that as well, then. Not a problem at all. all right. Excellent, Andrew. Love to. Thank you very much, Commander Lindsay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. All right. Thank you, everyone. And this has been the session on entrepreneurship, where you can be able to double or triple the value of your business by use of peer groups. Uh, get real-life strategies uh, to impact and implement your business. Find out what the Alpha Group is all about. So thank you for tuning in and uh, have a good day. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you have learned anything today, please share one takeaway that you've gotten from this conversation in the comments below. And if you find this beneficial, please share with your friends. And until next time, please try and apply one thing that you got from this episode in your life this week to make your life more impactful. Thank you and have a great day.